0: It's Wednesday, January 30th, 2019, and you're listening to episode 505 of Fear the Boot, a show about tabletop role-playing games and a little bit more. Running time for this episode is one hour and four minutes. Welcome to Fear the Boot. My name is Dan. This is Wayne. My name is Chad. This is Caleb. So, Wayne, you were just telling me they've got a new Devastator out. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm throwing this entire podcast and
1: rig out the window.
2: I'm totally doing just, that. You're just going to walk out? Oh, oh
1: you people disgust me. I really want to play a Transformers game Oh, play. here we go. Here we go. We should do it as an AP right now. So I just right. start. I'm yeah. just yeah. this. i just Yes, I have a really uh, I'm long rolling
3: on
0: home. <laughs> in my back pocket, ready to go. So
3: we can do that. It's not that I don't like Transformers. I don't have a problem with Transformers. I really
2: hate addiction, Dan and Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a there's a door, you could lock it there and to keep them in here, we could start the AP right now, you know. Uh, <laughs> you have
1: your own very few, but your own addictions. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Your Doctor Who addiction is right up there with not Transformers. Not anymore. It was. I don't watch TV. I haven't watched television
0: in six months. No, but it was up there. It was. Oh, yeah. One bit of announcement, and then we're going to get down to it. The one announcement is a lot of people have been asking us when Fear of the Con is going to be in 2019. And the answer is, there's is not going to be a Fear of the Con in 2019. There will be in 2020. I wish I had a trombone. <laughs> okay, there will be one in 2020. We are not planning to scrap the con or anything like that Uh, to give you a real short soap opera free version of what happened. It was going through the transitions in my own life and some of the things that went on with the other hosts during the end of 2018 and start of 2019. We simply didn't have the cash on hand to make a deposit Mm -hmm. and to start a Kickstarter at this point, once you're well enough past the holidays that people actually have the money to move to a Kickstarter? And with all the life events,
3: we couldn't get a Kickstarter... Because you can't just throw a Kickstarter out... Well, you can, yeah. but you shouldn't throw, just throw a Kickstarter out there. And we couldn't get one out because of all the different life events that everyone had. So we weren't able to get one up in time to get the yeah, money yeah. to put the down so payment on. if so. we were to put one out now...
0: We'd have uh, Fear of the Con in December, and that's just going to be crazy. Exactly, (laughs) because what the issue would be is by the time that we actually got paid out from the Kickstarter and then had the money to go make a deposit on a location, then they're all booked up. They're all booked up. So, yeah, it'd be some terrible time of year. So, what we're going to do is since it's been a kind of rough past six months for several of us, what we're going to do is we are not going to have Fear of the Con 2019. We might have a game day or something. I, I don't know. We're going to talk to Broder and see what we can do. But Fear of the Con will be back in 2020, and I would like to have it at about the same time frame that yeah. Fear of the Con 11 happened. Yeah. So, but, but nothing's permanent yet, so yeah, don't, no, nothing's don't permanent. ask off yeah. for 2020. But For 2019, <laughs> Wayne's thinking about getting out to Gen Con. Caleb's thinking about getting out to Gen Con. I might get out to Gen Con. I don't know. I mean, we'd love to see you guys at some point, but just ain't going to be a Fear of the Con. All right, so Chad, you've got a topic for us. Well, you know, before the show, I was joking about how I'm on
3: fire about this topic, and it really is not something that is, it's not an anger thing. Actually, it's more of a, oh, hell, what do I do thing? (laughs) So, and I think this is going to be very near and dear to your heart, Dan. So is it kind of devastating? (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) I think it's going to be really near and dear to your heart, Dan, because I think that you are going through something similar um, I, I to play, yeah. uh, you know, the competition here. I think I'm going through it worse, but and you're going to find out why. <laughs> OK, so I'm running a fifth edition game. Okay. I'm not going to bore people with the stories of what it is and stuff. This is the yeah. one with the gnome king and the, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. their parents and all that sort of stuff. Right. Great. game. Loved it. You know, we talked about some of the issues that we've had over the past year. It's been a great source for topics. It's been a great game. People have are really invested in this game. We're still playing it? <laughs> See, and, and herein lies the problem, okay? Yeah. So, like I said, people are super invested in this. We have laughed. People have literally shed tears on this game. Mm-hmm. I have I have gotten misty on this game. It is very emotional. It's very touching. There's a lot of drama and action and adventure and coolness and surprises and all these twists and turns and it has been great. Great players. They've done a wonderful job. Mm-hmm. In December, my plan was to run it for a year, about a year long campaign. And we were going to go from level 1 to level 4 or 5. We made it to level 4, okay? And I was going to end it, and then Wayne was going to take over after a year. In the middle of December, we played a game, and it was great. And there was, it, there was like a lot of tension. There was a huge reveal. There was a huge character reveal from one of the players that I had been sitting on for a year. Since game one, I've been sitting on this. It was one of those I handed her a note and she was going to laugh and she got, oh, hey, I got a note. Ha ha. And then she stopped and everyone's joking and she puts her hand over her mouth and her eyes get real wide. And Everyone's like, yeah,
1: I think I'm good at cliffhangers. Chad's wife constantly (laughs) is cussing me out for my cliffhangers because I think I'm pretty good at them. Mm -hmm. I got to give you kudos. That was one of the best cliffhangers I've seen actually played out and implemented in-game Why, thank you. Okay,
3: so the topic is not cliffhangers.
1: So it, that was the
3: penultimate, the second-to-last game, mm-hmm. right? The next game we play was going to be the final game. So we ended on this, this note I passed her, and her hand goes over her mouth, and it's like, oh, my God, and she had to make a choice, and she made a choice, and boom, this is the choice, and we'll see you next week. And it was so good, and... The holidays hit, and somebody's going out of town the next week, so we have to go the week after. okay, no problem. somebody goes out of town for that, okay, no problem. The holidays actually hit. nobody can make the game, mm-hmm. okay, then some life stuff happens, and we can't game, and then something else happens, and we can 't game, and here we are now,
1: and it's been a month yep, and so we go through we thought we were going to get the game this past mm-hmm. week, and something happened. You know I've heard it's supposed to get another 6 to 10 inches yes. of snow this weekend. Yeah, We may not is,
3: get the game this weekend either. It's supposed to rain and snow. And my, the topic is, the point of all of this, is it's not just a matter of, oh, the holiday stomped your game. Or, oh, it's a hard time for gaming. Or, oh, well, we've had a stretch. How do we get back into the mood of it? That's not the topic. The topic is, this was the finale. All of the tension for a year was compressed into that moment where we pick it up next week, but it wasn't a week. It was a month ago. It was over a month now. (laughs) So,
1: you know, even setting aside that all of this tension is built up, you know what happens when we take that much time off. Yeah, We we come back back together and we bullshit because Mm -hmm. we're friends. We haven't seen each other in a while. I have not seen some of those players
0: since the game. So, all right. So to go ahead and do... Have you guys ever heard the phrase "misery bing" just now? Okay, <laughs> so so what that is, or what that's a reference mm-hmm. to, is basically it's like penis measuring, mm-hmm. except with your suffering. Right. So right. it's like sitting around trying to figure out who has the worst yeah. problems. So
3: I was misery dicking with you earlier than about the game Yeah, yeah. Because right. you know
0: there's a big stretch right, right. a lot. So of so if if yeah. we were to sit here and. Well, you must be like, well, I got this going in my life. Mm. And i like, well, I got this going on in my life. Like, yeah. I'm trying to, you know, one-up him. That's misery. Okay. Yeah. And obviously, it's a useless exercise. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to go ahead and concede the ruler to you. <laughs> because with the Skies of Glass game, we've got the same problem. The actual yeah. play. Uh, it has been, I think, two games we've missed. Mm-hmm. Or three, maybe. And yeah. this is worse than it sounds, because these games are every other week. Right. So yeah. when we miss two or three games, we're talking about missing something in the neighborhood, let's say, about a month and a half. Yeah. Plus you have the weeks prior to, because it's an even number of weeks, right? So you have the game, then there's the intended off week, then the missed game, then the intended off week, then the mm-hmm. missed game. Then you end up with an odd-numbered week before you start up again. So, I mean, this is like a month and a half, two months
1: before we may see a game again. The one Mm -hmm. thing it has going for it, though, is... It's not the finale. Right. Well, there's another thing it has going for it, too. There's conversations going on. Because that one is an AP, people talk about it on the APs, people talk about it on the threads. We we have whole multi-paragraphs of somebody coming back to us and saying, hey, you guys were wondering the order something happened. Here is three paragraphs that tell us exactly the order that we needed in that episode. Yeah. We... Start talking about that mm-hmm. because so yeah, we're still was... actively engaging in conversation around that game that we were not in. Yeah, the yeah, other I one. think
0: it was, and I apologize if I'm miscrediting those but I think it was Richard who did that for us. Yeah,
1: right. I have no idea. I didn't. I don't remember who did it, but they yeah. did a really good write-up, and they were... Oh, my God, we can treat Caleb like <laughs> an intern. Look that up. Yeah, look <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yes. no, he, uh, he did an incredible write-up that told con- everybody that I was right. Yeah, and- well,
0: <laughs> Wayne and I were both right, because I'm like in my head canon, I'm 99% sure on a certain order of events sure. that I think you guys are implicating NPC for something they didn't do. And you guys are like, no, it was another way. I didn't remember for yeah. sure, but the point is that he was able to go back and look at the reporting. But, I mean, you are going back to giving yeah. you the ruler. The reason I'm willing to say, you know, mm. you've got it here is because of the fact that, number one, we do have, whether it's interactions with each other or interactions with the listeners or whatever it may mm-hmm. be, we do have things that are at least sort of keeping the last embers of that fire still flickering. Right. And the other thing that we have going for us there is, while it could be, I strongly, strongly doubt mm-hmm. the next sitting is going to be the last one. Right. I mean, there could be... Anything's s- possible. Sure. Dude. I mean, you yeah. guys could wildly TPK or we have right. some somebody table flips and it's over or whatever. But it's not going to be the last one. So even if the next one, we take forever to start the recording, take mm-hmm. forever to start the game... And we're not quite into it, and we stumble around and just have a, a really off game. We have time to recover. You've got no room to maneuver, right? Yeah, you're down yeah. to the last ten bucks of your budget.
3: Yeah, yeah. Oh, there is the final
2: reveal, which is the final game. I mean, it's right. the the final reveal is yeah. the end. Well, and on top of that you don't have any recording of that so you can't because right. like with the sog game you guys could listen to the recording not that yeah. you would want to but yeah not
1: that we would back, but <laughs>
2: but you could potentially go back and even just get clippets from that yeah. you know that yeah. were highlights and kind well, of re- uh, kind of bring I, your mind back into the game in
1: fairness i say not that we would but i've done that yeah, yeah. not for the sog game but actually i have listened to the sog game when i wasn't there to see what happened but in uh with the Rainsborough that i record with you know the other gaming group right we ended on nearly a cliffhanger once and mm-hmm. we didn't get the game again for a year. Oh yeah. All of us listened to the audio of the last game to get back into character and what happened.
2: Yeah. Even as a GM, you could technically take some of those clips and just chop them up and play a two minute, like rehab if you had the time and the effort to do that. But just to get that feel back, cause you can't do that if you don't have yeah. anything yeah. to reference. It's
1: less the events and more the feel yeah. of that. What are those last moments? Mm-hmm. Cause it was a, big last moment to get yeah. back into the feel of and we're gonna be hitting because we haven't seen each other
3: yeah and that's ultimately what the topic is what is your guys fear the boot iso master level fdb adv- 9000 fdb 9000 advice for me because i have been
0: the last three weeks i've really been turning it around in my head i don't know what to do i think The best thing that I could recommend off the top of my head, Mm -hmm. going here completely raw, because we did not kick this one around to dinner, so I've had no time to think about this. This is a complete raw take on me. But I think my recommendation would be, so your problem is you've got no room to maneuver. I would say bring that intensity back by giving them no room to maneuver. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is that I know there are kids and there's food, and Mm -hmm. there are some things that are going to stumble you on the, the lead up to the first action i recognize that but i would not give people a chance to get in another headspace the first possible second you can i would go right back to that intensity be like because well, who'd you get that card to? It was beth or no dawn or laura laura okay so i'd be like okay laura i handed you that card read it again i need you to tell me what you're going to do now while you're thinking about that you guys this is where you were. Mm-hmm. This is what was going on. And I would go, I would not try to warm yeah. up to it. I would give nobody a chance to get off topic, to give them no space for their head to stray. Just be like, bam, we we're going straight down this one lane and we we're going fast. Mm-hmm. Either you get in it or you get run over.
1: Mm. So one thing I would suggest is, mm-hmm. uh, like Dan saying, start off heavy. Right. start off with something very descriptive initially. Knowing what this cliffhanger was, you there's a body on the ground. Yeah. So one thing I would do is... One start, of the
3: characters' mother was assassinated yeah. in front of her, and it was like shock sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So
1: I would start off with a little more description than usual of the scene, just reminding mm-hmm. everyone, you know, you're in the room, this is what just happened. You know, describe the body and mm-hmm. the blood and... Yeah. Set the scene a lot with that to Make it very disturbing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we mm-hmm. look,
0: we're social creatures. Let me paint two scenarios for you, okay? We're sitting up here in the recording room, mm. the four of us. Imagine if, right now, Brodor comes walking in the door of my house, and he's just happy as can be, and he's halfway down a thing of whiskey, mm. and he's just <laughs> being... T- you know, that's going to yeah. change the mood of the room. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine mm-hmm. a similar scenario where... I don't know, Brodo comes over, we'll use him again. Yeah. And he walks into this house and he is just livid. Yeah. I mean, he is just whatever happened. He is in rage. He's he is got a angry. broken nose with blood coming down and yeah. He's just and, pissed. And he he's incoherent and he's screaming and he's yelling and he walks in the room and starts kicking stuff. I mean, that's going to affect our mood, right? That's yeah. going to change. Right. We're
3: not going to be like, yo, Brodo. You know, everybody
0: <laughs> is going to, we have a buy into that. Yeah. We, you know, yeah. we, to a certain extent, we take on the attributes of our environment Mm -hmm. and i think that's a trait of psychology that i would use and you could do it i think partially just through social cues like i'm talking about of you know right back to that moment we're going to rewind as if no time passed laura there's your note when you said a description i think we could do this in the description as well Mm -hmm. for the rest of you guys there is a dead body on the floor this is not jack around time there's a dead body on the floor. It's still warm. Steam's still coming off of it. Blood is still trickling. If this is not
3: some random guard that starts the adventure. Yeah. This is her mother, the person you know who helped
0: raise you. This yeah. is part of your family. And I might even dead. talk to, so whose mother is it? that It is Laura's mother. So it's also Laura's mother. Yeah. So I might even talk to Laura and say, hey, do you mind either we just script one action or would mm-hmm. you allow me to dictate one action so it's not a what do you do yeah because that i tell you that can be a mood killer mm-hmm. that open question of what do you do go into something like okay so her mother's dead and make sure she's okay with this be yeah. like she is starting to get hysterical mm-hmm. and the right. guards are going for their weapons wayne you mm-hmm. think this is going to escalate so you know I, yeah i'm pulling you in i'm not mm-hmm. going to give you that space to breathe
2: it yeah, might be good to throw in some extra ambiance standard stuff, you know, that you might throw into it, you know, lights a little dim if you can mm-hmm. maybe have Laura come a little earlier or something like that since mm-hmm. she's already sitting down and ready to go or yeah. something of that sort where you try to cater to that, that feel mm-hmm. that you're looking for with the extras that are yeah. around you, not just the, you know, the words you say, but the actual physical physicality of the room the way things have things mm-hmm. pre-set up as much as possible right so there's not that so you're not taking out you know, books
3: yeah and yeah, then yeah. your
1: dice and oh, the snacks yeah and, it's yep.
3: like oh i don't have a drink i gotta go up like well we just started so
1: that's a good point from as somebody that's in the game i know mm-hmm. how we kind of gather we don't all get there at the same time right mm-hmm. and we wait around for the last person to get there before we go down there and start getting set right. up instead of sitting in the living room and having the conversations mm-hmm. we could be in the basement. Getting yeah. the snacks ready, doing all of mm-hmm. that stuff that we do when we go downstairs. Mm-hmm. We could have you know, the books out, have everything done ahead of time, not just to save some time, but then we get our around the table bullshitting out while yep. we're waiting for someone to get there. So here's my question about the round the table bullshitting. So
3: again, there's a group of people who most of them have not actually seen each other in over a month. There's been holidays. There's been travel. There's stories to be told. People want to catch up. And that can go on and on. As a game master in this situation, should I, okay, everybody is, all butts are in chairs. Now, last butt went in chairs. Do I press down hard on the gas and drive this thing as hard and fast as possible? Or do I let them get that out?
1: Do Do I let them do it for an extended amount of time? Do I put a time on it? That's like do you plan an hour of catch up? And just say we're meeting at this time. Once everyone gets there, don't say it ahead of time because people will show up even <laughs> later if you say it ahead of time. Yeah, you know, once people get there, say okay, we're going to start at this time so everyone can catch up and get it kind of out of your system. Right. But the moment that time hits, that's when you hit hard. Yeah.
2: Well, is it possible since you said you have an upstairs downstairs mm-hmm. situation where you're bullshitting upstairs a lot of times? send whoever comes up first, send them down to the stuff. So you go set up your stuff, get everything all ready, and then you can come back up and bullshit for a little while. And then when that last person shows up, you mm-hmm. can give them like two or three minutes to get it out of the system. And then as soon as you go downstairs, everybody but one person is at least ready to go. You mm-hmm. actually, in the process of that, also indirectly suggested something else that I think
0: is a usable piece of human psychology or subconscious function, which is the significance of place. Mm-hmm. So be like, okay, we're going to bullshit upstairs one at a time, go downstairs, get your game stuff set up, make sure mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. area is ready because that sort of keeps that space yeah. set aside. Mm-hmm. That's what, what, keeps it, you know, well, the religious word for that is to be sanctified, to be right. set apart, sacred, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. To be set apart for a purpose, but you have that set aside for that. But let's start with something that I know at least most of the people on the mics, if not all of us have done, and probably a lot of people at home have done, which is an escape room. So when you're outside of the escape room, I mean, you certainly have that sort of pregame mentality Mm -hmm. of, you know, you're looking at the sample puzzles they've got and maybe showing each other tricks or talking strategies or whatever. But the moment they put you in that room and they close and lock that door, it's a different place and it's go time. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at that place differently than you did the room you were just in. You study it in a way you did not study the prior room. You have an emotion, you have a determination you're looking at that clock on the wall that's showing the amount of time you have to solve these puzzles. You know, And if you knew, maybe you're trying to beat the person who's already got the top score or something like that. And so you have a very different emotion simply based on the fact that the place changed. And so maybe if you want to let them BS or people trickle in and therefore BSing's inevitable, mm-hmm. I think he's got the right of it. Have them do it upstairs. Yeah. And once you go downstairs... That's it. We are in, we are now in the place of gaming, right? And I think this would be insanity to do in general. Mm-hmm. But you have such a unique situation here. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, I think if this was your modus operandi, I think this would be nuts. But mm-hmm. I think for this situation, you have such. I mean, keep going back to I Keep using. You have such limited room to maneuver. Right. You. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got one swing at the ball here. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I think I would use every trick you can get your hands on.
2: Yeah. Yeah. and
0: cuz it it's doubly hard that
3: the ending involves a lot of emotion and a lot of drama and it's very serious like there's been a lot of comedy in the game and a lot of fun stuff in the game right and it's a semi tragic ending you know yeah. and there there's going to be a lot of emotional stuff and when people come back to these games after long hiatuses the advice that i would give a game master who says oh well we've had a long hiatus and now we're coming back what's some stuff we can do play it light i wouldn't say do a comedy game do kind of a jokey game maybe do some side stuff if it's It's a slow game don't be too hard on yourself only give it a couple hours like if you play for four hours yeah, just play for two hours yep. or something like one that. Of the,
1: yeah. One of the other things I would normally say is push your serious thing to the next session. Yes. But you can't do there's this time no next because se- there's no next session. Yeah,
0: Like, I yeah. mean, come yeah. back to the Skies of Glass game. I don't know that I'll do this, but, like, I could do something really wacky, like, be like, we're going to play a day in the life of Fat Tony... And you guys are just going to be random improv NPCs that he encounters. And
1: that's something that's very doable as a tool. So Mm -hmm. Chad in this game has had flashbacks. Mm -hmm. If this wasn't the final scene, he could start off with a flashback. Right. In uh, one of the previous games that we played that was a superhero game that I was running, we had had a break for a while. So what I did to get everyone back in was I gave them all cards of characters, and they played out a radio drama. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like different bit. to get break up the, the the craziness and get yourself back in the yeah. role playing exactly. mind and get your characters in your head and I just love that, that as a feel. tool.
1: It just it gets you role playing without you're gonna be out of character initially if yeah. you've been in this long. Be out of character with characters that aren't your characters.
3: Yeah. And the yeah. cool thing about it, like it your fat Tony idea is not a bad idea. It's a really good idea. Because you can have the game, it's kind of a comedy game, it's a yeah. lot of improv, it's very silly. But what you do is you salt it with plot. Mm-hmm. You, you salt, like, this is the stuff that's happening in the background of the stars of the main characters. Yeah. But it's the stuff that they didn't see. You could, you could plant stuff in there. You wanted them to see this. You didn't have to have them see it. You're sad they missed it. Well, guess what? That's in that game. Or there's little plots and hooks and, and hints and stuff that are salted
2: lightly, lightly through this comedy game. That they can pick up on. There's there's a whole half a days that you lose Tony. Yeah. There's no. Yeah. That you yeah. have no idea what he's doing in his. Uh, you know. He, right. he, he comes back and he has these stories which could be part of a
1: cat point and a
2: cat yeah. Yeah. and a cat.
1: <laughs> well, how do you get the cat? You right. know. And that, all that would that be that an awesome side story thing. Right. The goal of the end is Tony's coming back with a cat.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yep. So and that's, that's what the what only I... plot point that has to
3: be done. Yeah. And that's what I did in one of in one of the flashbacks. I flash back 25 years to where they are playing their parents and. The history of what happened is established, but it's established through a certain lens, so maybe there's some wiggle room in there. But I gave each of the players a note card that basically said, okay, here's an A power and a B power, and this kind of represents, this is who you're playing, this is your parents, and this is what they can do. And then I made goals for them. The goals were them fulfilling history, them making the points of the story that they knew had happened. And if they achieve those goals, then their characters got powers and ability in the regular game. Hmm. Little additional stuff. Well, being gamers, they are jamming towards those goals as hard as Absolutely. they can. If they don't make the goals, which I made them attainable, that's okay because then we could say, "Ooh, well, that's where history lied. Well, why did it lie? And then that, that opens up certain things. And the goals I tied back to the characters to say, this is someone telling you a story that you don't know about your parents. The reason why you're getting these powers is not some magical button they pressed. It's because you've learned something about them and yourself. And so, like, Dawn's character was a paladin, you know, very stalwart, totally trusted her parents. Within the story, she found out that her mother is not a sweet, honest person. Yeah. And so she got this ability to where she could roll advantage on detecting lies because now she's a little she's not as naive as she used to. She grew from listening to this stuff like that. And I think someone could give me the advice in this situation of like you said, Wayne. Well, okay, you have this spot. Well, why don't you do a flashback and then you could just expand more story and do stuff like that and kind of lead it up to this thing. And then the next week you can pick it up. And the problem with that is the tension. Mm -hmm. It is the pinnacle of the tension and the story and the
1: push. And then you're finally coming back to that. And now you're doing something else. Think about it when you watch a TV show and you're going to the season finale and everything's building up for it. And then there's a clip show. Mm -hmm. How pissed off do you get at the show that, you know, this big cliffhanger happened and now instead of dealing with it the next week, I'm we did, did Buffy's reflection. musical.
2: Right. You know, it's the yeah. musical episode. We do flashbacks. Could flashbacks. you do a
0: relevant flashback? And here's, let me give you an example of one that comes mm. to mind. So you sit down at the table and you say, five minutes earlier, mm-hmm. okay, ten minutes earlier, whatever, flashback here. All right, but we're just going to flashback a little mm-hmm. bit. Laura, you are playing your mother. Here's her mm. stat sheet or whatever. Yeah. You have just walked into the room and have her role play out. I don't know what's going on. I'm sure. just going to make yeah. stuff up there was a banquet going on and we'll mm-hmm. play out, you know, some portion of, a uh, Banquets are so boring, but <laughs> I, <laughs> right, yeah, it's just it's the, something. Yeah. yeah. It's a generic in D and D. You start off at a tavern and you go to a banquet and I don't know, but I, I mm-hmm. it's whatever it was that was going on. Yeah. She was attending right. court, wh- whatever. And go to somebody else and be like, okay, Wayne, you were playing the assassin. Now, if the assassin's identity is hidden, you mm-hmm. don't even tell Wayne who he's playing. Right. You just say, Wayne, you are the assassin. Here's your murder weapon. You have to kill her and escape this room. And here's your murder weapon. And here's a couple different ways you can get out of the room. And here's a couple different mm-hmm. distractions that you have got in the bag already that you work out in advance. And, you know, with the other people at the table, you either keep them quiet. Right. I mean, you wouldn't linger on this too long. Sure. Just give it a couple minutes of play. Or... Failing that, maybe give them a side NPC or something yeah. like that, just to keep them slightly engaged. But I wouldn't linger on it too long. Yeah, you
3: don't do that for the whole game. But it's yeah. just
0: but it does draw you mm-hmm. back into the moment of the cliffhanger by setting up the emotion of the moment. In this case, it's not the discovery of the murder, it's the event of the murder.
1: For a lot of situations that would work. Unfortunately it won't for his cliffhanger. <laughs> okay. I mean the murder has, the murder didn't happen off panel she is talking to her mother and a blade comes through their mother's chest. Yeah. Oh. We know exactly who did it. We know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was just, and even, even in that situation, if you're trying to play back that little role, just the little details there, the danger is now, if you have other players, you have player agency involved and it mm-hmm. becomes not that they would intentionally try to screw the plot up or change anything, but like, then you have to figure out if they make a, if they change something, you have to retcon it, it and it, it gets risk. messy.
3: It's risk. Yeah, and it's it's I risk. don't
2: have a problem with risk. I like
3: taking risks in games. The difference in the risk, though, is when I had them play their parents,
1: that's 25
3: years. Agreed. And there was a war and it was crazy. So, And there's... you're
1: also dealing with an unreliable narrator. Yes. You're Agreed. dealing with somebody who wasn't in every scene telling you the story of what happened. So if we did something really crazy and it didn't line up, that's what he believes happened. That doesn't right. mean that's really what happened.
3: Right. And the band is narrower with the scenario you're talking about. It's actually one that I was throwing around and it's, it's possible to do, but the risk on it is huge because Mm -hmm. you're talking about essentially 20 minutes, Yeah, you know, but like I said, I don't say that to shoot it down. It is a good and interesting idea. Really. The problem with doing that is not that it could go pear-shaped. Like I said, as a GM, I like to think of myself as a risk taker. I like taking risks; they pay off really well, or fail spectacularly, which is great anyway. The problem is that I have one, two, three, four, five people sitting around the table, mm-hmm. and I I could come up with the same scenario you just
2: did, where I can engage two of them, but not the other three.
3: Maybe, maybe a third at a stretch, and
2: yeah. And if you have to do any sort of retcon, minor retcons. That's the whole purpose is to get the mood. Yes. A retcon ruins the mood mood almost immediately because you're back to, okay, well now we're thinking in this 10,000 foot view versus a, what in the moment, what would be perfect at that is if I knew this was coming,
3: which it wouldn't be a problem if I knew it was coming, but instead of one assassin, a team of assassins. And then what you do is you role play out the people playing the assassin, the players playing the assassins and how they get into the castle and how they get there and then how they execute. Huh.
2: the plan that and, and, and again the final maybe the final scene is actually just like okay stop here yeah and then i then you narrate the final scene right but it would be and
3: and you could do fun stuff and this is not giving me advice this is giving people in similar situations advice like, the fun thing would be to give reveals about who the assassins are their motivations or their methods mm-hmm. getting back to me my problem is there there's no more secrets to reveal
0: well, I also, one of the things that... It's like, one or two, and that's the end, and it has nothing to do with the assassination. One of the things that, to me, sounds a little bit difficult about that idea is if you're not real careful with it, if you mm-hmm. don't keep it intentionally super light and fast yeah. and flowing, then suddenly it turns into a shadow run heist. Right. That mm-hmm. now it's like, okay, we got to plan this, we got to execute this. And you don't have you, any connection to, to yeah, who you're playing. You want to put meaningful obstacles in their way, yeah. so now they're having to... Figure and, out how to get around the guard, and then oops, they botched that role so now they've got guards coming right. at them, and suddenly that turns into five hours of total tangent, right? Like, especially to in get a D&D up
2: to D&D one game. stat. Yeah, exactly. you're in a D and D game. This is going to turn up into five combats, not right. intentionally. And on top of that, if you're talking about emotional investment, especially Laura, mm-hmm. why would I be inve- emotionally invested in the assassin, assassin of my mother? And this like, assassin is a did? known character. Yeah. Who has been literally
3: and I say literally and I mean literally because Wayne is going to choke yeah. me on this, haunting her through the campaign because it's an undead that is a spirit of vengeance, not the justice one, the, the it's a wrath that has come mm-hmm. back because her parents basically murdered her family and tortured him to death, and so he has come back to revenge himself and he has been held just at the very edge of killing laura yeah because she had nothing to do with him but on one hand it would hurt them immensely which is what reed the assassin wants and and i would say on the other she didn't actually do anything to him but she he has been haunting her through the whole thing and so for her to play him I don't think it would or be even, empowering or... Well, it's yeah, not, okay. but
0: it, in, in a way, though, is it engaging by virtue of being revolting? Right, right. I mean, it's and I, this depends on the player, because yeah. players are going to respond to this very differently. Mm-hmm. But I think I, she as a player is creeped out by the character. Oh, she
3: is absolutely creeped but out But
0: that's it. why I wonder if, once again, depending on the player, if yeah. it, it's not about building an emotional connection in the sense of sympathy. Mm-hmm. It's about building an emotional connection in the sense of you see this yeah. this revolting mm-hmm. view of the world and, you know, to have to sort of pantomime those actions yeah. and such. And I think for some people this
2: could be real <laughs>
3: Yeah, that, a that, that's going yeah. down. Yeah, that that's a, a dark path. path.
2: And does it really yeah. give you the feel that you're looking right. for? That's the thing That's the thing I'm going to go back to. Is that I, like, I think it goes back
3: to what yeah. you were saying about Brodor. Brodor comes in with whiskey. Hey, God, here's my balls. I mean, that's one thing. <laughs> Brodor comes in with a broken nose, blood all over his shirt and cussing and kicking things. And his
1: balls have been cut off of there in his head. Hey, guys. Everybody <laughs> balls. Yeah. Exactly. You
3: went in a Different dark place, film. Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. See,
0: Wayne epitomized it
1: there. Yeah, that was it's more
0: easy. graphic than dark. <laughs> See, like, <laughs> Wayne, I would totally if, make Wayne play the murderer. Yeah. But, like, yeah. If, if it was his character, right, mm-hmm. not, if it was not Laura, mm-hmm. I because I don't know Laura. I, I think sure. I've, like, met her in passing it at the last for right. the con. And well, and this end. is her first
1: campaign. Okay. As a role oh, player. Yeah. yeah. And so she's only done one shots before. She's
3: only done a couple of one shots as her first campaign, and the giant, huge cliffhanger
0: plot twist was on her. See, and I, so she's
3: already had right. her gigantic yeah. moment.
0: But if the player was Wayne, Wayne is yeah. somebody I think in the in the right type of game, I could have him play that. as long as it's not too weirdly right. graphic. Yeah. It's not it doesn't go from graphic to pornographic in nature. <laughs> then I think
2: that he might get something mm. out of that to
0: yeah. kind of have to touch the ick a little bit there. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah I, I think you're going to do better off just uh, starting out the, 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 having the separation of space. Mm-hmm. Big deal. Yes. And then having, as soon as they sit down, you launch into a, a short recap mm-hmm. of the last two minutes you know, of, the, of the thing and, I, and very dramatically do so. I your, like that idea, idea, too, yeah.
3: about I launch into recap because my whole thing through this game is <laughs> I have a poker chip.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, who wants to give me the recap? Blah, right. blah, blah. Yep. Here's your poker
1: chip. It's one free re-roll. Yep. You doing the recap immediately switches gears. Yep. Yeah.
3: And it because oh, I recap what I want them to know what I want them to be thinking about, and what I want them to be feeling. And it doesn't come up to the question, oh,
2: well, I think we did this, and <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe this happened. Did this happen that way? Yeah. Oh, you, you know, know that... what happened to me on my vacation? It's just like this. Yep. Yeah. right? So right.
1: We've, we've all talked about why we have the peop- The players do the recap normally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things that we look for is what did they remember versus, mm-hmm. you know, you go in knowing the whole story, what are their perceptions? At least that what is, you think is a story. That yeah. is really good <laughs> right. for... The ongoing campaign. In this case, this is the final game. It doesn't matter if some things are kind of yeah. offline there because it's not. You're coming into that final moment.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah I think as yeah. you guys alluded to, the recap itself is tangent prone.
1: Yes. Well, and then so and so did that. You know, and we're no, mostly, I
0: didn't. I I thought I did this. Well, you did because you're kind of a moron and remember. <laughs> no, probably, I'm the prettiest know, elf. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's uh, because... you're a
1: pretty elf. You're a pretty human. You're a pretty. <laughs> whatever Whatever. yeah
0: (laughs) so yeah i I don't know that i'd want to go down that route and i think well on top of that the thing that matters so being in a longer campaign part of the point of the recap is not just to get them back in the mood and all that stuff it is to refresh their memory Mm -hmm. as to the complexity and the number of events that have occurred up to this point Mm -hmm. to give them some sense of context and scale and scope there's a freaking knife through somebody's chest
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: that's a pretty narrow
3: context. It was really cool. They were having a. a, It was the big confrontation. Yeah, you know because they all thought their parents were innocent, not innocent of crimes, but I mean innocent in general. Like they're my mom and my dad, and I love my mom and my dad. Or maybe I've got daddy issues, but they're daddy issues. They're not you know war crimes, right? Yeah, and the campaign is about them learning the truth of the hard decisions that their parents made and why, and that culminates in a confrontation and the most heinous of the parents were laura's and the the cliffhanger is because remember if, through if you've listed the other episodes there was this whole thing where there were dwarves and drow ancient lands mm-hmm. dwarves and drow and an evil magic guy came in and tricked them and combined them together basically like atoms fusing together and he stole that magic and in that he, he mutated them into goblins and there weren't any goblins before and after that there were no drow or dwarves. And so I started salting the game with hints about what a dwarf was and all that sort of stuff and then there was a reveal and then after that reveal I, I salted into the game the hint that not all of the drow were transformed in the goblins and drow live a very long time and maybe a handful. I mean, I'm talking like three, four, five drow were exiled and were not affected by this. And I drove that home more. I drove that home more. I drove that home more. And I had each of the players give me a rumor, a lie, and a secret truth about your parents. Mm -hmm. And then I used that input to build the game. Well, this is our first game. I handed that to her, and I didn't explain it to her, or at least I didn't explain it well enough. She didn't know what to do with it, and everybody here has done this. When you're in a situation where you don't know what to do, and you don't know how to do it, and it's okay, you're the new guy, you just don't do it. Mm -hmm. And that's what she did. She just didn't do it, which was great, because I got to do it. (laughs) And I got to do it how I needed it to be done. And so what I did, she's an elf, she's a pretty elf, and it's all about elf. And through this whole goddamn campaign is about how wonderful her being an elf
0: is and how she's an elf. Isn't there's, that all fantasy? <laughs> but there's no other elf. About how wonderful elves are.
3: So here's the big hint, there's no other fucking elves.
0: What a wonderful place. Well,
3: they're, they're just not from this, everybody's heard of them yeah. and stuff. And there were like one or two, yeah. but they're very rare, yeah. right? And her parents... Again, salting this the thing. And then in the flashback from 25 years ago, she played her parents and where it was kind of slow, not revealed, but it was kind of like, these guys are really, really f-ing good assassins. I mean, they can murder the sh- out of you, which was a very big departure of what her character is. Yeah, she's a forest elf. She's a forest elf and she's a ranger in nature and all that sort of stuff is great. And so. It comes back in this big and winding plot and all this stuff. And I put on all this stuff about Loth and Lulth is the boogeyman and we don't talk about Loth, And she had these major reveals that were just revealed to her that were about Loth, And she refused to reveal them in character to the other players because you don't talk about Loth, You don't even say her name because we don't talk about that. But she had this evidence and she could not bring herself to reveal it. And then in the confrontation with her mother... Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Her mother snaps her fingers and drops the illusion and her mother is a drow. And I handed her, but I didn't say that. I said her mother snaps her fingers and then I handed her a note card. And on that note card is the illusion drops from your mother and she is a drow. Are you her natural child or are you adopted? Oh, oh. (laughs) and she stopped and put her hand over her Mm. mouth and, Everybody was joking around and everyone started with like, what did he just hand you? Mm. And her hand was shaking a bit. And I've like, I, I went to some other character. I'm like, you take your time to answer that. Right. And so I did some stuff with some other yeah. characters and then she handed it back and she chose, I am her child. And so I went back to the snap. She snaps her fingers and drops the illusion for herself and for her mother. Well,
0: I, okay. So if, if did you describe that in the last game? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, and they know that. Okay. Yes. And then the basically what happened is there's one other character with her.
3: That reveal happened. So ninety percent of the party knows out of character. Then her mother's staying there, and so this this wrath who they've been dealing with, and they had the chance a couple of times to stop him. If they would have stopped him, that they would have stopped him. But they didn't because they were afraid of him. Essentially, I mean, I I think if you asked each of the individual characters. They would have said no, and they would have given reasons. But really, they were afraid of him. The castle is filled with secret passages and bookshelves and all this sort of you know, secret mm-hmm. stuff. And he was an agent who worked for her parents. Her parents were basically the State Department, the diplomats, who were running a spy assassination ring out of the castle instead of actually doing diplomacy. That's how they did diplomacy. Mm. Blackmail, assassinations, that sort of stuff. And that's how they were, their tiny kingdom with a small army was able to keep the peace and not be invaded. Mm. by because they played dirty and so this former agent of them that they double crossed and betrayed who came back as an undead who was barely held back by a more powerful undead until he was taken out of the picture and then his he was off his leash is let loose and they're in the middle of this confrontation and then there's this big reveal and then her mother says some stuff and the undead had a frostbite because it's a, am kind mm. of introducing D&D concepts to her, and then sure. kind of doing it for the other. She had, he had a Frostbrand, classic D&D weapon. Some stuff happened in the earlier game where he lost his hand due to Wayne's shenanigans. Mm-hmm. He lost his hand. It's in my bag. It is literally in his bag. And he took his Frostbrand, cut the hilt off, and it's like a hook. Not a hook, but it, he put it on his stump. And I described, they as she's talking, they see the bookshelf crack open a bit. And they don't do anything, and they're kind of letting like, okay, well, what's going on here? And then I say, and the guy's name is Reed, and I'm like, you see Reed in his full armor behind her mother. And then you see the frost brand burst through her chest. Mm-hmm. And then he
0: pulls it out and then lets her drop and like cuts off her head as she drops. I'm gonna go back to I think we've got a pretty good structure yeah. here.
3: And then yeah. the other of, the team yeah. burst in, they yeah. see the dead body, they see because Reed,
0: they see her as a drow now. Once you get them down there and they're in that space to gain mm-hmm. physical space headspace you take them right to that yeah. you know you mm-hmm. no time to bs no time to socialize there's no need for a recap you go right to reed pulls the blade back out yeah droplets of frozen blood shatter on yeah. the floor her, yeah.
1: Her, yeah as descriptive as you can get and right yeah
0: now. and i I would even say go ahead and be a little bit graphic once mm-hmm. you can, don't get too right. far gone on this. We don't need yeah. brothers balls in people's yeah. faces. And we
1: did have a, a like a minute role play after that. Yeah. yeah. Trying to get guards and think, I think ignore that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Start yeah. right
2: back the p- Go the, to
1: that climax. moment. hmm Let us redo our running in and revealing that she's a drought and all. We yeah. Yeah. Because we didn't roleplay that right. And if,
0: right. If everything else oh. fails, you can force the other players with you didn't just see her mother die. Mm-hmm. In fact, what you saw didn't just involve her mother. Laura is apparently a dark elf. Right. How you reacting into that? Yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of a, There's a lot going on
1: in this room, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Give me where are we starting here? And because it is yeah.
1: literally the other characters were not in the room and burst into the yeah. see the scene. They
0: hear the scream and then they
3: kick in the door and there is this going on as Reed is
2: pulling back into the so. Let me step back path. a step here. So is the revealing happening in this closed room with the two? Right. And then they burst in the room, and then they see, this, they see the death. The they dark burst elf in, basically, death. stab, death, scream,
3: burst in the room, body is falling to the floor, sure. dark elf, dark
2: elf, assassin. Well Step back here. Thinking right. it from a, the four other players' perspective, would they be 100% sure that those were the same two people? Mm. Because they run into yeah. this room, you've got two dark elves that all of a sudden appear. Are you saying all dark elves look alike? No, but you, <laughs> no, but they do not look like elves. Tech, they technically, they we have like three elf. dark elves. in Three the dark room, elves. Yeah, technically. Okay, well, but the the yeah. two elves that are right, in that room are no longer there technically. Right. Technically. right. Yeah. That's, because yeah. because their illusion could doesn't have to be identical. That was actually to their the dark first elf question form. that
1: one of the other players asked: Was do we recognize that this is and Laura? And the answer was yes, because, because we thought she's we wearing the right. same clothes. And we right. thought
3: we were coming right back to it, yeah. but I really like the idea. I mean, like Wayne said, it, it wasn't even five minutes. It was more mm-hmm. of that D&D. Oh, sh- what do we do? What happened to you? Okay. I, I recall the plans to the secret passages in my head and make a roll for that. Okay, I get yeah. the guards. Yeah, and, and as a right. GM, you know, I had my stop point and it's a
0: train that's moving.
3: And so yeah. I stopped and it's just like, okay, yeah, no, we're done. We're done. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> stop. So, so
0: I'm going to turn the... And I can cut that all off. I'm going to turn the bottle, 90 yeah. degrees here, point at somebody else, as the president of the GM party.
1: <laughs>
0: Chad, I don't want you to carry this all by yourself. Wayne is one of his players. What are you going to do to help him? Ooh.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've hit on part of it is the bullshitting at the table can't happen. Right. This is too... Bullshitting has to happen, yep. but upstairs in yep. a limited time. It has to happen mm-hmm. ahead of time. Uh, I remember everything I did kind of in that moment of yeah. the as the train rolling on, but what I'm expecting is, you'll come, you'll describe that whole scene, mm-hmm. we'll bust in. That's the headspace I want to be in. Forget everything else we tried to do there. Yep. At that point, start the interactions. Mm-hmm. Start the, oh, sh-t. she's a drow, but it's still my friend that I've grown up with. Yeah. Her mother's dead on the ground. She's frozen Mm -hmm. tunnel vision i'm sure that's exactly how she played it she played you know she played it as she locked up and froze and didn't know how to react Mm -hmm. yeah and that's really the thing is getting max in immediately and dealing with it from a my friend who is now apparently a drow is in a something horrible has just happened yeah my character lost his father two or three game sessions before killed by what we believe is her mother or her father so there's a lot of these kind of inner mm. moments of both of us have just lost a parent of course her parents may have killed my parents but <laughs> still that's kind of my goal of for it mm. is get into trying to chase him down trying to deal with all of that that's going to happen so wait, get into the emotion of the yeah. moment
0: could you draw the other players that i'm not saying you have to mm. do this right i'm just this is just like a little seed in my head But it seems like one of your options there is if your parents were killed by her parents, Mm -hmm. and one of her... Allegedly. Yeah.
1: That's what she was confronting (laughs) them about. (laughs) That was one of the things that she was literally there to confront her mother about. Did
0: you kill my friend's
1: father? Yeah.
0: So she's now dead. Could you possibly get them back into the moment, not by simply stoking the flames of an old bomb, but dropping a new bomb? of like you push some books aside to give the wrath of root back out and thank him or potentially mm-hmm. you know right. not. I'm, yeah i know no, it, it's, it's a good idea balling. yeah it's yeah. a good idea
3: i'm
1: not sure that's what the character yeah. well, maybe it not doesn't even fit this character okay, but it, it would maybe, fit other characters a diff, yeah a different character that i would i would actually do that but could, maybe yeah. not maybe not character yeah. yeah
0: maybe not it. that bomb but like is there a bomb Mm. do you did you well, know and i
1: probably got a week to figure it out right. because yeah. it'll get
2: snow this weekend yeah. you probably got another two months no <laughs> did you did you know that she was going in there to confront? Yes. yes so if you that knew that the that maybe they that's were what waiting you grab outside. her yeah. and ask her that question what what did you find out did you did it really happen i mean or something like that because that's a burning question on your mind yes yeah, i know it's like a it, the mother died you, you
0: could add pressure that way yeah, yeah. You, you draw your sword or whatever weapon you carry your frying pan and you know I did that in this game.
3: I did a tribute to Wayne. We had a bard, and there was a fight. He, all this game, guy never fought, never fought, never fought. There was a big fight, big war, big battle, and I had the bard use a frying pan as a tribute to Wayne.
0: <laughs> but that's, that's fantastic. You, you can have, he draws his sword, and you don't per se even have to do anything beyond this, but you just bark out the question, so what did she say? And that word there creates tension without committing you to anything. Yeah, and that is... Because you've got a hundred reasons to draw your sword. Because The I moment see, is
1: going to happen, but I don't see this character doing that as his right. first moment. So, like, His first moment. He has been so protective of his friends uh, that his first instinct is, is she okay? So the n-
3: interesting thing about Max, Wayne's character, is that I n- could never see him do the first thing of, like, yo, here we go, Wraith, good job, high five. Because he's not vicious. But max has had he is a nice guy he's a friendly guy he's a sweet guy he's been pushed to the edge he's been yeah. pushed to the edge and he has had moments of anger and so yeah and he's yeah. a
1: wizard that's actually pretty powerful at this point point.
3: and so yelling at maybe not in that exact moment but very shortly thereafter i yeah. definitely see yeah. max going everybody's crying and they're emotional and and what do we do and oh my god and max like what did she say yeah, did top, she kill my father? That wouldn't be his very first question. That would be a second, though, and he would feel like a piece of shit You know, a couple
2: hours later, when things yep. settled down, which what's is the, great. What's his feeling on Drow? Because remember, you're walking in, you're seeing a friend who is no longer the same person as you. You knew unknowingly. You don't yeah. know why she's a Drow. Maybe she was involved in it. You have no idea.
1: We've seen the Drow as the bad guys, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have the same level of hatred towards them as some of the others. Because they have a culture and a language and sure. a technology. And he's a very curious character that wants to know about all of that. Uh, yeah. And
3: uh, they have run into
2: literally good guy drows. Yeah. Which makes sense. I'm just thinking because you're Some of the other characters
1: a... in the group, though, the drow are... These are the hideous horrible people that we want them all dead.
2: Yeah. Right. Well, Understandably so. But can... you still don't know if she, was, if she even knew whether she was a drow. Right. right. For all That's you know, she of could have been hiding something. Yeah. 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 So maybe something like that where and, you're like... Just and that's a lot that. of
3: tension because she has hid things in the past and yeah. been called out on it. Oh. Yeah. Max be, in particular yeah, called her
1: out on it because yeah. she wasn't sharing things. And when she didn't, he just started, he'd been piecing things together over the course of games, and he just laid it all out, what mm. she was trying to hide.
2: Yeah. And it, so this may be, that may not be, be your first jump in, because you don't want to mm. lose the tension of the death. Right. But you also don't want to just go, well, now let's go go into combat mode where you're just you know, okay, how many moves do I take yeah. to get to this next corridor so I can sneak it, through this and passageway? Really yeah, as a character, scene. he's
1: very much, is she okay? Now that I know she's okay, start talking. So let's
3: mm-hmm. not reverse, but maybe alter course a little bit. Because I really liked your question, Dan, that, that opened this up. That's a lot of, like, Wayne Mack's advice mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. what would he do in yep. our situation. Yeah. What is advice that we can give players... Let's
1: make it more generic. ...who are mm -hmm. in a similar situation. I
0: I would think if nothing else...
3: Like, again, forget the drow and all that sort of stuff.
0: You cannot run the game, but what you can do is you can at least both not contribute to and cut back on the problem. Yep. Mm -hmm. So you can know, walking in, that the problems are going to be BSing distractions, people getting silly, people not recovering that emotion... And you can come in with your own strategies for doing that. If nothing else, just simply by what you don't do. By saying, you know, when I sit down, I am not going to engage in side banter. If other people do, you know, I'm Mm going to politely be like, okay, let's get back to it. You know, we, we, this was a really exciting cliffhanger. I want to see what happens next. Chad, go ahead. You know, (laughs) or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think there are things you can do without. Trying to take control of the game master see. Yep. To and simply push the table culture.
1: Also going more generic, one of the things I hit on was, I know what you're looking for is that emotional scene. hmm And so that's something that I'm going to come in and play up. Another GM might have set it up for, okay, now it's the big battle. Right if you know what your GM is looking for, that's what you focus on. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to focus on getting the guards. I'm not going to focus on trying to hunt down the bad guy. I'm going to focus on those emotional points versus a different GM. Maybe they would want you to chase down the bad guy.
0: For this group, I know there is something that would be even worse than side talk which would be like, all right, here's the maps. Everyone, show me where you're standing. Oh, <laughs> yep. And here's a skill challenge. <laughs> yeah, or you know, whatever. Would, uh. For this group, I mean, maybe hold on, for, I got to play Candy Crush. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for your group, maybe this this works, but for this group, uh, uh-uh. that's yeah, that's going to be a yeah. horrible. But you know, I think Wayne, if you know where things were, which you do, yeah. and if you know what made the last game good, which you do. And if you know what Chad needs out of this, which you do, then there are going to be things that, I mean, I still think in character, you might be able to raise the stakes a bit or create some new tension Mm -hmm. without going out of character. But even if you don't do that, I think the minimum product you can bring is simply to nudge that culture around the table. Say, okay, Mm -hmm. let's focus. Let's Mm -hmm. get back into this. I'm really excited to see where this goes next. Mm Chad, Chad, go right you know set him up set Chad up for success it's everybody's game so i say mm. set Chad up but what i really mean is set the whole group up right for...
1: the other thing i've done for him is i have refused to tell anybody what any of my game ideas are for the next game <laughs>
3: yes yeah i have very, four very
1: campaign good. ideas ready to pitch and i have not told anybody what any of them are because mm-hmm. that is the new shiny, and yep. that will distract. And yep. I appreciate it very much. I did get you 5e e stats for Devastator,
2: so. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> they the 4e, they introduced the, uh, the mechanic-type creatures. The, uh, I hate the, you. The, so you know, <laughs> you're
3: good. Another, to get totally as far away as we possibly can from the Transformer thing, another piece of advice I'd have for players, though, is know your GM. Your GM has strengths, your GM Mm -hmm. has weaknesses. You want to amplify the strengths, you want to fill in for the weaknesses. One of the weaknesses I've seen in GMs is like if there's a lot of table talk, they don't put their foot down. Now, you don't want to be a jerk about it, but maybe you, again, you Mm -hmm. step up and you put your foot down for them. Maybe they are putting their foot down and saying, okay, guys, you know, we got to step on the gas here and do Mm -hmm. it you amplify that. It's like, yeah, guys, I'm getting into this. Let's go. Hey, Joe, let's, um, you know, let's do that thing. What was that emotional pull you had last game? You
1: know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that we've talked about is one of Chad's weaknesses before that is not the case in this game mm-hmm. is character proper names. Right. No, he's got a lot of good notes for this game. That is not something he's had with this game at all, mm-hmm. but that's something he's historically had. So that's something that I would kind of look in, we haven't gamed in. Yeah. How long is he going to remember these characters' names? Yeah. I'm not going to ask him a character name. I'm right. not. I might throw out a character name because I remember it, and I'm not sure he does. Yeah. Right. Or if
2: you have a guy, a, a situation like that where you've, you know, you know that the GM's having trouble with so this, maybe having a conversation with him ahead of time. Hey. You know, make sure we're all on the same page. I want to know what mood you're going to be going for. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe I can help you with any, you know, memory details if you're having problems with that. Be there as a resource for the GM. I think
3: that's a great idea to make yourself available like that. I think that one of the pitfalls, and it's not everybody, but one of the pitfalls that a GM could have is one of your players going up to you and the situation is there. Right. Mm-hmm. And your player going up to you saying, you know, this is a really dicey situation. You know, people might not really be into it here. You might have some real problems getting people into this. Are you sure you're ready for this sort of thing? And Well, then, I was before you he, said yeah, that. It's like, wait, I yeah. thought everything was great. What do you mean are you saying I suck? You think the campaign's <laughs> dead? Oh dead. you know, yeah, you, you don't you want great. <laughs> except for your right move. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to create that. Yeah, sort of yeah. problem in the GM's mind, but yeah. you do, I don't think it's a bad thing to talk to him about it. I think, it's like you said, instead of saying, <laughs> I see some pitfalls, you say, hey, we're we in a really tight spot here, what are you going for? What can I
2: do to help you? Sort yeah. of thing. Or even just saying, I know it's been a month since we've got mm-hmm. together, I want to make sure that we're we're all on the same page, and that we're yeah. ready to go when we get picked up, because we only have one game, we have only one shot on this, I and want, I want to be there to, pep, to yeah. back you up. I don't want yeah. to I don't want to make be the be the thing that makes you stumble. Mm-hmm. Help me, help you, help me, help you. Right. So, sure.
1: <laughs> not something I recommend in this situation, but something that could work potentially too is for our group. We have a Facebook group, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we talk about things ahead of time. Yeah. We we do kind of our coordination and planning is on that. If you have something like that, whether it's an email thread, a mm-hmm. text thing, a group. You could potentially be talking about the game beforehand right. and get people into the mood and get people ready. I don't know that's going to be really effective for this, yeah. but I could see that being really useful for some groups and some games just to get that conversation out of the way of, uh, hey guys, we're going into the big final battle. We haven't game in mm-hmm. all this time. Here's a recap of what we went through. Yeah. So everyone comes in remembering the big points.
3: One of the things that I was thinking of doing, and we've got some scheduling stuff, so it, was, it it might make it weird. There's supposed to be a big snow and ice storm on Saturday. We usually game on Sunday. We moved it to Saturday. We changed our time slot around. Uh, there's a lot of confounding factors here. We might move, I might say, okay, we're just going to do this on Sunday as normal. It's the last game, and that means that we're going to have dinner. Because it's our old time slot goes right write the bill of mm. dinner. I usually cook you know, or we do something that way. Time- I might put the call out and say, OK, I got to tweak some stuff for the game. Somebody else make dinner. You know, it, it's going to mm-hmm. be the last game. I don't have really the bandwidth to make a big sort of celebration about it. And we kind of got like some time stuff going on here. So do not be afraid to ask your players for help, even for little things like that. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Because the last game, the big finale, that's what they take home. That's what they're going to remember. Mm-hmm. You don't... Do you remember crappy game four? No. No. I mean, you remember the general campaign, but crappy game four? Yeah. I don't even know if game four is crappy or not. I mean, You yeah. know, it's... Who knows? Yeah. I don't remember game four specifically. But we'll remember the last game.
1: Yeah, and mm-hmm. when you think about it, how many campaigns have you ever played in that didn't have endings to begin with? Right. I mean... I've played in more campaigns that never made it to a, the final big ending than oh, I have yeah, ones I that I actually have. So, if you're to that point and you can, you have that mm-hmm. special. This is the ending. Anything you can do to make it work, yeah, that wraps up the campaign as a whole. Mm-hmm. Break out the candles. Break out the scents.
0: <laughs> I think that's where we're going to wrap this one up. I don't think there's anything in the show notes like links or anything. But uh, the only thing I got is
2: I'd like to plug. The
3: Destiny 2 clan, we're still going strong. Uh, we had, like, five people, which is just on, on... Not in the whole clan. We had five people on one night. We did a raid. Raids are six-man. So we are doing group stuff together. We're doing gambits. We're doing the PvP. We're doing the PvE content. We are helping each other out. It is a small but fairly active guild, so if action RPG FPS's money Hall-type loot games appeal to you, <laughs> We are having yeah. fun with it. And
0: Destiny 2, now Activision free. Yes, which is a good <laughs> thing. So Bungie just split off from Activision and retained the rights to Destiny in the process. Yeah. And they were talking about how they
3: don't like Activision forcing microtransactions yeah, on us. Yeah, because so.
0: uh, EA and Activision are, I don't think anybody likes them. In right. In fact, there was a uh, consumer survey, something that long ago, and the most, you want to guess what the most hated company in the world is? Yeah. It's EA. 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 So, <laughs> all right. Anyway. Check the show notes for a link to the Destiny 2 plan. Other than that, have a great week and great games, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. This has been a production of Fear the Boot, copyright 2019. Listeners are free to use this episode in a non-commercial endeavor so long as credit is provided to feartheboot.com. You can find previous episodes and other resources at feartheboot.com. Fear the Boot is also a member of the RPG Academy Network of Shows. You can find other great shows in this network at therpgacademy.com/network.